Welcome to Last Time Out. I'm Denzi. I'm D. I just want to thank y'all real quick for all the support oh. y'all showed us. Oh, man. It means a lot, man. Wow. It's crazy. It, it, it really surprised me. Like, waking up and then seeing all the support y'all showed. Three, almost 300 views on the first one and... A hundred on a hundred on the last one we just posted. It is really blowing my mind. Support is crazy, y'all. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, it, we do think we can keep growing. So make sure y'all liking, sharing, subscribing, telling your friends about it. We know this is a tough time um, for the NBA right now, but it's still NBA content going on, and we're still here to discuss it. So just just keep sharing, keep telling people about us, man. All right. Um, but before we start off the episode, we do want to send our condo- um, condolences to Carl Anthony Towns' mother. We learned earlier today that she did die from coronavirus complications. So we do want to um, send our condolences out to Carl Anthony Towns and his family mm-hmm. and whoever's connected to her. Right. All right. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough time right now. He posted a video about it not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, he was telling people to take it serious. We we all got to, this is the thing, we we all got to do our part in in flattening the curve. We we really do got to take it serious. Yeah. But that's enough talk about that. We don't, we don't want to get at too much time. Let's go ahead and um, talk about horse. We know horse was yesterday. Dizzy, what was your reaction? <laughs> what was your reaction, bro? bro? I was expecting something totally different, honestly. Like, yeah, I I started watching. I'm like, is that, is they recording from a flip phone? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I'm it thinking they're gonna have cameras everywhere. Nah. Yeah, it it was it was terrible. It really did seem like they was recording with a Motorola or something. It was really terrible. And you got Trey Young over here with this this ten year old hoop. Like, yeah, see, it was so unfair because Chauncey Billup was on like an NBA level court. Yeah, and Trey Young was on like a just a normal backyard. So a three pointer to Trey Young is just a free throw to Chauncey Billups. Like, I mean, Chauncey Billups still won, but it, it's just still, it, it was just still too much of a disadvantage in my eyes. The the layout of it, I don't think it was bad. Uh-huh. But like, it really just disappointed me. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was. It was a. It, it was just I appreciate the league for trying, but it was just it wasn't. If I feel like it was just rushed, I feel like they're just rushing to give us some type of NBA content, but they're just rushing up production. I feel like they should have took more time on that. Maybe ship them out some professional cameras that they could have used. It it was just bad. It really was bad. And I could tell that it was pre-recorded. I really could tell that it was that was not live. No way that was live. <laughs> Ain't no yeah. way. Ain't no way. But yeah, uh, our next topic we have 
Utah Jazz, their like their locker room seems like it's separating. So we um Rudy Gobert came out and said that him and Donovan Mitchell have spoken on it and their main goal is a championship. But I feel like of course he's speaking for himself. We gotta hear from Donovan Mitchell. But I feel like we just need to get more of an understanding of what Donovan Mitchell is feeling because he's the one that's mad. Because they told him, take it serious, and he's going around touching everything, and he actually <laughs> had it. So, and it's just that, and the situation could have been worse if one of those Jazz players or reporters would have got seriously ill. So I feel like he should just be grateful for that. What's your thoughts yeah. on it? What's your thoughts on it? I, I don't know what, what Rudy Gobert said, yeah, but... Do you know what he said? Yeah, he exactly. He, I, I I don't know exactly what he said, but he said that their main goal is to win a championship, and that's what they're focused on. I know that's what he tried to base it around. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know if that's gonna work. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're having chemistry issues, it's it's gonna impact you on the court. Mm-hmm. Either way, you see, it happened with Kobe and Shaq. Like, yep. there's you're going to have to fix it in the locker room first before anything else. Yeah. How that works out. Yeah, so it. I don't think that – I feel like if they don't win a championship, which they're not this upcoming season, I don't think they're going to rush and trade Rudy Gobert this offseason or even consider it. But I feel like if they don't win a championship, then they will – um, trade Rudy Gobert this um next upcoming season. Yeah. Because after that he'll have one year left on his contract. So um so I looked into that. I took the um some time out. I looked into it and um I found a possible trade scenario with the Mavericks actually. You know the Mavericks they they um they have Chris Dallas Porzingis. They have Dwight Powell but if they want a little more rim protection, yeah, and, uh, got, uh, Willie Collinstein too. Yeah, he, he they could uh, lose him this off season. So if they do yeah. want more of a a better long term fit, um, I feel like Rudy Gobert would be perfect. The trade I came up with um, was Rudy Gobert and Gorgeous Niang for Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, and two second. Two second um, draft picks, so mm-hmm. I feel I feel like it's a great fit for both sides. Um, assuming that um, Tim Hardaway Jr. accepts his player option, he'll have one year left. So the Jazz again back an expiring contract. You got four years left. Um, well, actually three years left of the White Powell. So you don't need to rush and fill a void. Um, of that center position if you're the Utah Jazz and you're getting those two second-round picks. So if you want to do a little bit of a rebuild with Donovan Mitchell, you'll have those two extra picks. And and um, the Mavericks are getting Rudy Gobert, a good rim roller, a good pick-and-roll man next to um, Luka Doncic. He can go protect the rim. Defensively in the paint, they're going to be impossible to score on with Rudy Gobert and Chris Porzingis. It's going to be absolutely crazy to see those two in the paint. Yeah. So, 
What's up? That that's just my um, that's my little trade scenario. Where I feel like both teams will benefit from. How do you think I did on coming up with that trade? That's actually a good trade. Yeah, uh, it could. Yeah, it could really benefit both teams. Yeah, I I like it. Me personally, I feel yeah. I feel like if they did add Rudy Gobert, I feel like that the Mavericks would be more of a title title contender like people would take them serious you know yeah Porzingis and Luca they're only going to get better from here yeah and then you you add Rudy Gobert that's just a man that's that's going to be something special yeah Porzingis can't really protect the rim too yeah so that's it's going to be really hard it's going to be crazy yeah and then if you put some more perimeter defenders um around Luka Doncic that's going to be uh one of the best defensive teams in the league and it is going to be crazy because they were already a historic offense this season. So then you add some more defenders, they're really going to be title contenders after that. But this yeah. this is a if situation if everything doesn't go right with the Jazz and Rudy Gobert, right? All right. But uh, let's go ahead and get into our top 10 list. You tell me who you got at 10. Number 10, I got TJ Warren. Okay. For the, for the um. Oh, 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 lost my train of thought. Hold the on. Pacers. The Pacers. He, I, I don't think a lot of people watch the Pacers. Yeah, honestly. they don't. They don't. Yeah, that that's always bothering me that they don't get a yeah, lot of. It's, yeah, it's a thing like you just see them and like you just you don't see a star. Yeah, yeah. But really, he's he's been leading them offensively. Yeah. Doing a great job yeah. offensively and defensively. And I think he could he could become an all-star probably one day. I don't know. Yeah, I could. Maybe. He's putting up. He's almost putting up all-star numbers. But yeah. it's just going uh, to have to be like a, a developed thing. My number 10, I got. Definitely. My number 10, I got Andrew Wiggins. Uh, oh. Did he make your list? Andrew Wiggins is not on my list. Okay, I I see why. It was pretty hard for me to put him on my list too. Um, Andrew Wiggins, he he's like an insistent twenty points, but I feel like he was he started off the season hot. He started off high. Yeah. Timberwolves were looking pretty good, but then he started to go back down to the Wiggins we know, right? And then he ended up getting traded. He was putting up his numbers on the Warriors. Of course, they're not going to win, but it was just good. He just got – before the season ended, he had just caught his first win since November. So, Really? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. That's why it was really hard for me to um, put him on my oh, list. He's, he's playing, he was playing shooting guard for the Warriors. Oh, he was playing shooting guard? Yeah, but he was playing small forward for the Timberwolves. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was having one of his better seasons. Yeah, since and yeah, when he first came into the league, he was insane. Uh, like people thought yeah, he was going to be the next. Yeah, 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 that was ridiculous. Maple Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> then his downfall started <laughs> after that sixteen seventeen season, bro. It all went down for real. Yeah, who you got to show number nine? Number nine, I got Kelly Oubre. Okay, I know he did get injured towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. but like I feel like right now, like the minimum to be on this list should be f- at least fifty games. All right, I feel like that's fair. 
Because what are we in there? 70? Uh, I'm, I think it was 60 something. Okay, okay. Wait, uh, yeah, I think it was 60. Uh, he's, 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 uh, one of the major focal points on offense for the Suns. Great on defense. Yeah. And then a long wingspan. Yeah. Him, him as well. I feel like he could, he could become an all-star as well. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard in that West, but he definitely do yeah. have potential. Once his team picks it up, it's going to be easier for him, too. Mm-hmm. I forgot what injury he got, but I don't think it was too bad. I think it was a knee or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, I see him coming back, still being the same player. He's he's very aggressive. That's what I like about him. Mm-hmm. Very aggressive player. He always comes at the – he comes at into every single game with the same mentality. You got to love that about Kelly Oubre. Who do you got at number nine? Uh, we we have the same. I got Kelly Oubre. You you hit yeah. on you hit on every point. Um, he's really he's really been good playing off um Devin Booker. He's he's being aggressive, but he's not stepping on anybody's toes. Still allowing DeAndre right. Aiden to um get his um Devin Booker to get his. He's just getting his within the system that they have, and he's really turning mm-hmm. into a good role player. He's a little he's better than a role player, but he's really turning into a solid piece for that Suns team. All right. Who you got at eight? Eight, I have DeMar DeRozan. Okay. I he he could he could be higher, but the Spurs, you know, they're not that high in the in the in the West, you know? Yeah, they're right outside the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Like ten, I think. Yeah, ten. You know, I'm 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 actually surprised he was still the same player he is. Uh-huh. He still managed to average twenty five and five. Solid, 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 very solid stats. Yeah, but yeah, the Spurs just aren't doing too well. Yeah, Where you got it. Eight. My eight is um TJ Warren. I don't want to because we know you had TJ Warren already, but TJ Warren, yeah. he really is a he. Re- he's really turning into a a, a better three point shooter when he was in a. When he was on the Suns, he really didn't shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. when he turned, when he went to the Pacers, he really, he really turned around his whole game, and it, it's fitting well within that Pacers system. And he just, he yeah. just playing his role, leading them offensively aside to Montes Sabonis. So it's really been good. He picked up the slack for um, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I think switching teams really like flipped a switch for him. He yeah. started to kick it up a notch. Started working harder. So, uh, number number seven, mm. I have Bojan Bogdanovich. Oh, uh, you don't have him on your list. I thought he, he was, was on your list. I thought he was classified as a power forward. Nah, I have um okay uh okay he would be on my list, but I thought he was a power forward. That's me. That's my fault. Understandable, understandable. Well, he's never played power forward. Wait, why did you think that? I thought he was a power forward for some reason. Uh, well, I thought he played power forward on the Pacers last year. Nah. What? Crazy. Okay, okay. Who you? So we on seven, right? Right. Yeah, you can finish explaining. Okay. So. The Utah Jazz, he's doing an amazing job. I think I think Joe Ingles 
Was he their uh, second leading scorer last year? Who? Joe Ingles. Oh, um, no, it might have been Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert averaged like 16. Uh, yeah, he was up there. Well, Joe Ingles has I – don't, I don't know what happened this year. Yeah, he – But he's, he's, not, he's not doing too well. Yeah, so with him not doing too well, Bojan, he, he took a step forward, started averaging 20 points. Yeah. Yeah, like out of nowhere. Yeah, he's he's been big for them down the stretch. Really big for them down the stretch. He's developing into um their one of their closes inside um aside Donovan Mitchell. So I really like what they're doing with that team. I really like it. Mm-hmm. My number seven, I got Gordon and Hayward. Uh, it was really weird putting him on this list, but he is. It is what it is. Um. He he. What does he average? Like eighteen. It's really been a resurgent season for him. Like the bounce back yeah. and him playing off of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Kemba. I don't know how well that's going to fit going forward, but it's all about the now. And right now, it's working. They're on uh, what top three, t- top three team in the East. So I really like. I really like how he's developed his game within that Boston system. Yeah, he really adjusted to that role. Yep. Coming off the bench, I think. Right. I think he so. he's been starting. I th- I think he has been starting. It's kind of confusing because he, he I, was, I know he got injured yeah. somewhere in the season. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of weird. So, much. so I think when he came back, he was off the bench. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was at the beginning. Um we on the 6. Actually, Gordon Hayward didn't make my list. Oh, Gordon Hayward. Oh. But I did include him oh. in my honorable mention. Okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. I yeah. I can see why. He just didn't play too many games. That's all. Yeah. We're at six. Yep. Six, I put Jalen Brown. You know, like you said, with uh Gordon Hayward both on the Celtics, he he's leading them great offensively. Mm-hmm. He he really expanded his uh his offensive game because he wasn't too great of a shooter back then. Mm. He improved a lot. Yeah. Because we were just going to the rim a lot. Yeah, perfect. Three and deep. 38% from three. Yeah. Very efficient player. Exactly. Extremely efficient. Who you got? My number six, I got DeMar DeRozan. Uh, right. DeMar DeRozan, he just he, – we know we getting out of him just twenty points mid ranges and finishing at the rack. He he's shooting less threes than he did in Toronto, cause Toronto they kind of made him like at least attempt some threes, but that's really mm-hmm. slowed down. It wasn't really his game. Yeah, so we see we see down there. I feel like I feel like he's reached his peak as a player. He and, mm-hmm. and if he did, if he does, then that's totally fine. All star, um, perennial all star. If that's the case, then. But we just, we just know, we just know Demar Derozan's body. He, we know him. Not much, not much. It's, it's not. I don't see him. I don't see him like accepting a bench role. So I feel like whatever team he goes to this off season. They're just gonna be. They're just gonna be stuck in the middle. So, but we know. Right. Yeah, we know Demar Derozan now. 
Yeah, like you said about um him shooting less threes, he really changed his game moving to the Spurs. I think it's because of Popovich's offense. Yeah, the moder- I mean, Popovich has never been a fan of shooting too many threes. So, I mm-hmm. yeah, I knew that he was going to go back to being a mid-range guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't see him ever becoming the player that he was before back in Toronto. You know, 27-point 20, score. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I remember that season. Yeah. Oh man, but he, he's actually still very efficient. I think that's yeah. the most efficient oh, yeah. he's ever been. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Demar Derozan, very efficient player. It's just the spacing that that worries you, but you, mm-hmm. he's always going to give you that twenty, about fifty, fifty percent shooting. <clears throat> but uh, we're on the five. Who you got at five? Five. I put Chris Middleton. Okay, he's. He's the perfect score to help Giannis. I feel like perfect. Yeah. I feel like that's the, yeah. I feel like that's exactly what Giannis needs. That that shooter, yeah. you know, to close out games. Yeah. And he's he's extremely efficient. I didn't even realize how efficient he was. Todd, look at his stats. Yeah. Great, great free throw shooter. One of the best in the league. Yeah. Yeah. My number oh, five. He's, he's actually hold on. He's actually a fifty forty ninety player. Yeah, he. I I was gonna say yeah. He's scraping that fifty forty ninety. That that's an elite club. Like people don't. I, I think the last player to do that was Steph too. People don't understand how elite of a club fifty forty ninety is. Yeah, he's one of the. That means you're one of the best shooters almost in history, and he's getting ready to join that club. So it it just really shows how how good of a shooter he is, and how much of a good fit he is next to Giannis. All right, you know. Uh, my number five, I have Brandon Ingram. Uh, oh man, it, it's a lot to be said about Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram just he he really redefined himself. Going to going to down there to New Orleans, he he really emerged as that star. He's really emerged as a potential number one, as, as a potential number one option on the championship team. It it, it he's really it, it's really crazy. He's able to close out games. He's able to keep his team in games. You know, early on this season they were struggling, but later on or around mid. Mid January, we seen we seen them actually try to fight for a playoff spot. So he he's just really been trying to keep his team at least in the playoff hunt. So I I really like yeah. the production I'm getting out of Brandon Ingram. I really I really love it. Mm-hmm. Future superstar for sure. Yeah. So number four. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, yeah. Number four, I put Jimmy Butler. You know, for the Heat, Jimmy. He's 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 doing an amazing job being a veteran for the for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Some people questioned like his his leadership skills because he, what happened back in Minnesota thought that he was just a drama queen. Yep, and he really proving them wrong. I know his his teammates talk about him all the time. They love him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I got Jimmy Butler a little bit higher on my list. Not too much. Um... I got, but at my number four, I got Chris Middleton. We we just spoke on Chris Middleton. Just he really is just he he's amazing to watch. He's a he's a star that doesn't need the ball to be productive. 
and that's really what I like about Chris Middleton. He can he can go spot up. He can bring mm-hmm. the ball up, facilitate the offense. He can run a pick and roll with Giannis, find him on a lob. It is it is really that's really a perfect fit, and for him to be the I think he's the first G League player to be an All Star. He's really putting on. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He he really is putting on. He really is putting on for underground players, you know. Yeah. We on the number three. Who you got? Number three, I I put Brendan Ingram there. Okay. Reason because is the the Pelicans. Ooh, the Pelicans. They were still there in the playoff race. Mm-hmm. They weren't out yet, and he was doing a great job scoring offensively. He he's becoming that uh that top player in the league. You know, once once you know LeBron retires, I, he's gonna be right there, mm. ready to claim that throne. I can see it. In my opinion, yeah. So yeah, I I feel like if the Pelicans got Zion, you know, early in the season, they they could they yeah they could have been top eight in the yeah definitely was yeah I definitely see them beating out the um. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, yeah. But at my number three, I got Jimmy Butler. Oh, oh man. Jimmy Butler, he's still putting up around, what, like 20. He's still getting his assists, about five, five, six rebounds, five, six assists. He's just really an all-around player. But it's really not about the numbers for him. He's out there leading that Miami team. He's letting Bam Adebayo do his thing. We see Bam Adebayo become an all-star. We see the young guys flourishing. Duncan Robinson. Um we seen uh who was who was the point guard? Uh Kendrick Nunn. with Tyler Harrow. We we see all of them just developing and we see how unselfish a player Jimmy Butler is while still getting his numbers and leading that team to the playoff. It's, it's really lovely to see. I definitely saw them as a bottom as a bottom Eastern team, I knew they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I did too. But they, they're really hanging on to around that mid to top seats in the East. So it, it really is nice to see, man. I I yeah. love it. Personally, I, I really didn't see the Heat doing this well. Yeah. It really surprised me there. Me either. And moving on to number two, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I, I think this is – one and two is gonna be consistent. Yeah, yeah. We we know Kawhi. Kawhi you know he he pretty much speaks for himself. It's it's Kawhi. It is. There's not much to say about him. He can do it all, offensively, defensively. You know what you're getting out of Kawhi every game. Yeah. You know if he just stop with that load managing, he could be a more <laughs> likable person. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I got Kawhi. So you put Kawhi there too. Yeah, yeah. it's. It, bro, you you hit it on every point. Two way player, he can go off or he can go off forty any night. He'll go clamp up your best player. It's all a mat. It's all a fact of how hard he wants to play, and we know he gonna turn it up in a um, postseason. Yeah, we we already know. But uh, yeah, we know what you do. Yeah, who's your? I think we both have LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Of course, the only possible player to overtake number one is Kawhi right now. Mm-hmm. But LeBron still has that throne at the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what he called himself, the king. He's out there yeah. putting on for that team. What is it, 17th season, playing – he hasn't even missed that many games. Really leading that team. Lakers almost have uh, almost an entirely new roster. And the way he's able to fit well next to Anthony Davis and – incorporate Danny Green, Avery Bradley. It's just really it really is nice to watch watch the Lakers play and the way he's able to have that locker room so together. Like they they they're serious on the court, but then they'll have fun after the win, being able to sign up Dwight Howard and it really is beautiful to see, man. I, I love it. I really do love it. It really is a show. All right. All right. But um, but next I I have uh three three NBA questions. We uh, I think we should start this as a thing, start this as like a a little game that we play. It's just three NBA questions. Um, mm-hmm. we'll come up with a punishment or something. Um, next week or our next episode, we'll come up with that later. We'll speak on that later. But right now, I, I just got three questions for you. Right. So it's like a right or wrong question? Yeah, it's a right or wrong. Okay. Let's test your NBA knowledge. Who was the 2015 Finals MVP? 2015? Yeah. Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala. Nice. Oh, man. I I, I remember them days. People used to argue that Steph deserved it, and it would have been no problem. But just like impact, you, you could give it to either or. Yeah, just the impact that Iggy had, like he left his mark all over the Cavs team. Like he mm-hmm. he was tearing him up defensively. People say he clamped up LeBron. I wouldn't say he clamped he, up LeBron. He, he didn't clamp him down, but he definitely slowed him down. Yeah, that that's and that's all you can ask for because it, it's no clamping up LeBron. This he's Andre Iguodala's ability to. See, see someone do something against him. Yeah, like he adjusts to it so quickly. Yeah, the next time they try it, he he is on it. Yep, it's crazy. Exactly. Defense is insane. Uh, next question for you is league leader in all time points scored. Wait, lead league leader in what all time points scored? Leader in, in points all time. Uh, Kareem, right? Oh, I thought that was gonna throw you off. I oh, I thought that was gonna. I tried first. I thought you said it's yeah. Th- I like, tried to. Are... I tried to throw you off. I tried to throw you off. Dang it! By the way, I worded it, but yeah, it's Kareem. <laughs> man, one of the man, Watch one sure. of the greatest teams ever, greatest players ever. But um, our last one. 2017 rookie of the year. Mm. 27. Ooh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hold on. Hold on. You got, you got seven seconds for this. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. Because you're going to try to look it up, bro. Seven. Okay. 2018. Or 26. Five. Bro- oh, four. my God. It's Brogdon. That, I, I don't think that's right. Let me, let me fact Malcolm check. Malcolm Brogdon? Let me. Let me fact check because if I'm not, no, you don't even know the answer. To no, because if I'm not mistaken, it's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Oh my god. Oh, it what? 
No. No, he was Malcolm Brogdon. Let's go. Bro, I thought it was 2016. Let's go. What? Wow. I knew it was Malcolm Brogdon 16 or 17. See, it's Ben Simmons because he set out his rookie year. That's what threw me off. Dang, bro. I thought I really had you with that, man. Dang. That, oh, that was a lucky guess, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I really thought I had you with that one, man. But, yeah. Hey, that has been another edition of uh, The Last Time Out. Anything you got to say, Denzi? No, man. Other than uh, we appreciate the support y'all show us. Yeah, amazing. And... Yeah. We're going to continue to keep doing this. Yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends. Leave a comment, guys. Please leave a comment. Yeah, please. We I, love... I read all comments. Yes. I read all comments. We love when y'all interact. Tell us. Give us thoughts, feedback, um, what we can do better, what we could. Just, just tell yeah, us yeah, anything. Even criticism. Yeah, we, even criticism. we love the criticism. Like I said, we're good young podcast and the only thing we can do is grow we just want to grow from this man so just exactly just let us know man leave a comment but hey we out of here we'll see y'all later